Coming to you from the middle of the country, a new voice in politics, a show that is breaking away from the two-party system. In the Middle, with your host, Justin Staten. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Happy Monday morning to you. I hope you guys had a good weekend. I had a very long and productive weekend this weekend, but I am happy to be back here um, Monday morning bringing you guys another episode of In the Middle. And thank you so much for coming and uh, checking it out. So we've, if you guys haven't been paying attention, we've got a bank, what what looks to be, could be the second biggest bank collapse in US history. And it happened on Thursday going into the weekend. And I, I didn't have enough information on it to cover it on Friday. But I want to make sure that I, I talk to you about it today. Because if you been watching the news over the weekend, you might have been hearing these rumors about how there could be a huge run on banks and it could collapse the banking system, all because this bank out in California called Silicon Valley Bank, or SVB, uh, has collapsed and been taken over by regulators. And apparently a couple other banks have gone down too. And and that can happen when one large bank collapses. Typically, it can bring down a couple other banks that are closely attached or tied in from a business standpoint to the bank that collapsed. But is, is it going to cause a run on banks? Um, should the government bail S, SVB out? I don't, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, I have an opinion, <laughs> and I'll bring that to you today. We're going to talk about that on today's show. But before we get started, oh, and backing up a little bit, we're also going to talk about, I don't know if you guys noticed, but in a rare form, rare form that we haven't seen in quite a while now, rare form um, of, I don't want to use the word solidarity, um, I, I, that's probably not the right word, but in a, in a rare form of bipartisanship, <laughs> which is it really bipartisanship if it's a una party anyway i digress but in a rare form of bipartisanship the house passed unanimously a bill to declassify all the information the intelligence agencies have on the covid origin and i i saw it last week i didn't report on it but i'm going to talk to you guys about it today it's just Usually, guys, when everybody's on the same page, there's something there, right? There's there's a reason why every single Republican and every single Democrat voted for this bill to uh, declassify the origins of COVID. Very interesting. And I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So, But before we get started, guys, I just... I appreciate all the feedback. There was a couple of housekeeping items that I, I wanted to bring up and discuss just briefly this morning. One, it's pretty obvious. If, if you're one of those that, is, that are still on the fence and think that you know censorship amongst the tech companies, primarily social media companies, is not happening, you are asleep at the wheel or you just refuse to believe its existence. I mean, the Twitter files alone have shown and there'll be more information coming out, I promise, because Facebook's doing it, Instagram, TikTok, Google. I mean, could you Google 
Google censoring is crazy because they can censor just about everything. Uh, but more information is going to come out that these companies have been working with either CGOs or the government uh, to censor uh, opinions or information, even facts that they don't like, that doesn't fit the government narrative. There's already too much evidence to ignore it. And I think a lot of you out there think it's not happening because in order to admit that it's happening, you have to admit they're only typically censoring one point of view. Or you're just hook, line, and sinker bought into the system they've created for you to live in. It's either or because the evidence is there. And I'm going to give you an example uh, in this housekeeping that I want to talk about this morning, how it exists. This podcast. So I had a few people this weekend um, who were like, oh, yeah, I heard you have a new podcast. And some acquaintance, some friends of mine that I known for years. And I think in a, you know, trying to be supportive, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to I want to listen to it. And I said, well, just just go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and search it and you you can check it out. And yeah, let me know your thoughts. I think every single one of them, which tells me Spotify is getting more popular, which is good. I use Spotify too, personally. But when you go to search, when my when this podcast originally got listed and posted on Spotify, and I'm going to use Spotify for this example. It's happening on Apple as well. But when it originally got posted, you could find it in the search feature. Like you could type in in the middle in the search feature and it would come up. It was towards the bottom of that search, but it would show up. Now it doesn't show up at all. If you do find it in Spotify, which you probably won't, uh, you'll see that at least three or four of my shows have been flagged with like, you know, oh, for contacts or to learn more about COVID, please check out the CDC's website. We already know that the CDC guys was padding numbers and lying. It's fact. It's there's evidence showing that not only were they misleading, but they were also involved in some of this censorship online. That if people weren't talking or using the same narrative as them, they want them, they either wanted their accounts removed, shadow banned, or whatever. Um, and it blows me away because if you search in the middle in Spotify, my podcast will not show up in that search. However, several will. And just go into half of those podcasts that show up when you type in the middle into the search bar. Some of these podcasts haven't released an episode, a new episode, because a part of me was like, and I'm, I'm sure some of you are thinking, well, Justin, it's a new show. You, you, don't, you don't have a ton of downloads yet, so that's probably why. And I thought the same thing initially. You know, new shows just don't show up uh, at the top of search, search uh, bars when you search for them because they have to grow. Well, my show is growing and it already showed up. It was at the very bottom of the search when you would search for it, but it showed up. 
half of the podcasts in that search have not released a new episode this year. Some haven't released a new episode in two years, but they show up in the search. Mine does not. It does not. So that tells me that I'm being shadow banned on Spotify. My podcast went from showing up in the search to no longer showing up in the search. Now, when I reach out to Spotify, Spotify says, well, it's a new podcast. It may take a little while. Totally ignored the fact that I stated that it already showed up in the search. Already. That's how people found it in the beginning. That's how I found it in the beginning on Spotify was through the search. So if, and mine has three tags on it saying, oh, he, he mentioned COVID and it's only the shows where I talk about COVID that are flagged. And it's, so if you don't believe, and guys, I don't have a thousand downloads and, and for reference, a thousand downloads in the podcast world per episode is considered to be in the top 1% of all podcasts. So I'm not there. Uh, but my show has grown every single week since I posted it. I believe at this rate, within six months, I will have a thousand downloads. And I think Spotify knows that too, because it can see how much more often my show is being listened to. And when I go in and look at my back end to see where the largest source of listeners are going to, to, to listen to the show, podcasts, or I'm sorry, uh, Spotify and Apple podcasts have gone down in percentage, but Podbean, where I host the podcast from, the platform that syndicates the show out amongst all the platforms, has gone up. Meaning people have probably gone to Apple and Spotify and searched for the show, couldn't find it, and then went and found a link that I posted somewhere or went to the website and found it there, which would count towards Podbean listening. It's frustrating because I, I, every episode I say share the show. So now more than ever, guys, you need to share the show. I'm going to keep working it. I'm going to work with Spotify and Apple to make sure that like, if, if I'm getting more downloads than some of these shows and definitely more downloads than these shows that haven't posted anything in a year or two, I should be higher up in the search rankings. People should be able to, at the very least, find the show, but it, it just brought up a larger point is that, well, and I'm not bitching. I don't, I don't want anybody to think that I'm bitching. It just tells me that I'm on the right path. I'm over the target. Otherwise I wouldn't be shadow banned. And it's funny because rumble and I haven't posted uh, a few of the last shows to rumble, but rumble, I get, I get just as almost just as many watches and views over there as I get listens on my podcast that's posted over seven or eight different syndicated sites. I'm telling you, the shadow banning is very real. They don't want dissenting arguments. And if you're an American, that should bother you. 
We should have the freedom to say what we want to say. And I get it. It's a private company, yada, yada, yada. But you can't, you know, what's that say about a private company that is going to treat some more unfairly than others? It can't be that way. We cannot grow or progress in a society where we censor people and treat some different than others. I mean, we, we've come way too far to go backwards, and that is going backwards. But share the show. The other housekeeping item is if you go to the website right now, it is showing some weird, like it won't let you get there. And I don't know what's going on with that. I've had, I had that problem too, and I've had people reach out and mention that. And I, I don't know what's going on there, but I'll get it fixed. So the best thing you can do right now to share the show is if you've already got it on Spotify, and I'm asking you to do this to help out, that'll help grow the show, get the information out there, um, is if you already have it on Spotify and you already have it on Apple iTunes, when you share the show on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever, share the link to the show, the whole show, to Facebook, Instagram, whatever. That way, because if people try to put it in the search menu now, they won't find it. Maybe some of you will listen to this today and go do a search and it'll pop up. And maybe because that's because I made progress with Spotify or Apple. And I called them out and they fixed it, hopefully. But share the show, share the show link through Apple, through Spotify. That way people can find it directly without having to use um, the search feature. I would really appreciate it. It'll help grow the show. So, yeah. Uh, oh, and the website is down. I mentioned that, but I'm working on getting that back up. I don't know what happened there. I don't know why. The I know the link got broken to Apple once and it jacked up the website, but I promise to get that fixed so that, because that's another place you guys can go um, to listen to the show. So I will work on uh, getting that fixed as well. And I appreciate you guys bearing with me uh, while I <laughs> explain this to you, but it, it matters because I'm saying share the show. And when you guys share it or talk about it and somebody can't even find it, uh, it's a problem. And it proves that, you know, they're shadow banning anyone that just doesn't agree with their narrative. Um, and, and that's the other thing I want to break up briefly. And then I want to talk about S, uh, SVB here, this Silicon Valley bank is, um, it's really, it's really, I'm trying to think of the best way. It's really unfortunate um, that it, you know, some, of the, some of the feedback, let me just say, because these are people who've listened to the show, so I'm just trying to be delicate on how I say this. Actually, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to be delicate. Um, this may not be your cup of tea. You may not like what I have to say. You may disagree with it. But guess what? That's how it's supposed to work. We've just been caught up in a society of if, if you dissent from me or disagree with me, you're, you're my enemy. And that's not, that's not how we're supposed to behave as Americans. And some of the feedback um, that I heard or have heard is that, you know, my, my opinions on COVID or whatever are conspiracy or a little harsh or a little this or that. And it's, guys, I'm, my goal is to bring you the facts. 
as they're coming out. I don't put spin on the stories. Yes, sometimes I give my opinion or commentary or theories when we don't have enough information to, to know 100%. I may draw a conclusion based off of what I see so far and what I think's happening. And if you don't like that, don't listen. It's fine. I encourage you to listen. I encourage you to expand your mind. I mean, the whole point of the show, and I, and I bring all this up to say, I may not be your cup of tea. You, you, may, you may be so stuck on your political ideologies or beliefs or so stuck on the idea that, oh, the government would never lie to us, that what I say is going to sound uncomfortable. It's going to sound conspiracy theory. It's going it's to sound like unbelievable. Or offensive. And if if that's how this is coming across to you, I, I you're one of those people I'm trying to reach. You're the you're on the fringe. You're you're why I'm doing this show. So if you're one of those that's like, I don't know. My one buddy this weekend, and I hope he listens to this episode. He was kind of joking, but he's like, oh, yeah, you peddle that garbage on your podcast. <laughs> and I laughed because I'm like, yeah, I'm just telling you the stories as they're coming out. That's it. And trying to get you guys to understand the way the sausage is made in Washington, D.C. It doesn't even if you didn't believe that it was a uniparty and that the Democrats and Republicans actually work together to, you know, satisfy their self-interest, even if you didn't believe that. You could just look at the country in the shape that it's in, just even economically. I mean, we have $31 trillion, guys, trillion with a T, trillion in debt. How? If, if these guys are not robbing us blind to pay for self-interest, how did we get to $31 trillion in debt? And don't tell me it's endless wars, because if it is, you're a moron. And you're not looking at the facts. You're not looking at the facts. It's just that simple. When you look at the total cost of Iraq and Afghanistan, even versus World War II or uh, the Vietnam War, even if you factor in for inflation, we spent way more money on a smaller conflict. Iraq and Afghanistan was not World War II and storming the beaches in Normandy, but we spent a crap ton of money a crap ton of money. But that wasn't all of it. That's not all of the $31 trillion in debt. So all you have to do is just look at the condition of the country. If you, if you don't believe that the government's ever going to lie to you, you don't believe it's a uniparty, if you still believe Democrats and Republicans are genuinely working against each other, all the time. And, and there are several times they are, right? Because there are still ideologues in Congress. But the leadership of those parties, how the sausage is made, guys, it's, it, they're all working towards their own self-interest and the interests of their donors. And that is included in self-interest. But if you don't believe any of that and you think that's all crazy conspiracy talk, then how did we get to where we got? How? How do people spend trillions and trillions of our dollars and then borrow more to keep spending? 
Do we have to spend $850 billion on defense? Do we? Has anybody looked at that? I can tell you we don't. We don't need to. We don't need to spend that much on defense and still have a strong military. But you, you got to feed the industrial war complex. And they're so greedy that the $850 billion that we spend is not enough. We got to give another $100 billion to Ukraine in weapons and ammunition. <laughs> so, you know, if you don't believe it, which you should, then just explain how we got here, right? But I may not be your cup of tea. If you don't like it, you don't like it, and that's fine. You're asleep at the wheel, and, and unfortunately, you're probably one of those that's the sheep and will be led right into slaughter someday. And I, and I know that sounds harsh. It's meant to be because you have to wake up. You have to wake up. I care about you. I care about the American people. So why I'm doing the show, I don't have to do the damn show. I can keep making my wealth. I can keep making my family better. I can prepare in case these idiots run us off a cliff. And I can do it all by myself. And I'll be fine. But I care about you. Even those who don't agree with me political-wise, political narrative, ideology, whatever, who don't believe the government's bad inherently, which it is, I'm doing it for you because you got to wake up. This shit is real. The country is falling apart. Politicians do work for themselves and their, their self-interest. It's real. And once you understand that, you can see way more clear. You know, I heard something else this weekend, and it, it made me chuckle a little bit, and I may butcher it a bit, but it's like there's, there's a reason there's 1% one, 1 of the population holds the wealth. And it's not because there's some big secret to how they got it, how the 1% got their wealth. It's because 99% refuse to see what's real. That's why, and that's true. When you refuse to see reality, your life will always feel chaotic, unfulfilling, not put together. You'll have more struggles. You'll have more arguments, more fights, more everything when you refuse to see reality. Because internally, you're, you know, you're, you're, you know deep down inside. And it's that inner conflict between what you're trying to tell yourself and what you're trying to force yourself to believe and what you yourself understands to be real. There's no secret, guys. It's just you have an inability or a desire to see reality. That's it. And again, there's a reason why 1% owns all the wealth, and it's not because there's a secret or whatever. It's because they live in reality, and they see the world for how it is. Do some of them manipulate that? Of course, you can't manipulate it if you don't see it and see how it is. 
You got to be able to see reality. So anyway, moving on. Share the show, guys. I'd appreciate it. Share it directly. I'm going to work on these guys to get it posted back up. Um, yeah, so uh, SVB is collapsing or has collapsed. Regulators, regulators took it over um, on Thursday. And so a lot of people went out on the airwaves and said, oh, man, there's going to be a run on the banks and uh, the banking system's going to collapse, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think that's going to be the case here. I don't think it should be the case here. And I, I wanted to bring this up and talk about it because I think it's important for you guys to understand what happened here. Um, it's This is not because the banking system, this bank is not failing because the banking system is necessarily failing. Um, this bank should just fail. It did not operate well. I mean, that it that's it in a nutshell. It made mistakes, and when the market shifted, it paid for those mistakes. And then they had an extreme amount of uh, withdrawals that got them in hot water. So this, this isn't a banking system failure like we saw back in the 1920s. This is a bank failure. The bank, you know, banks can fail. If they don't operate well, they'll fail. And that's the case here with Silicon Valley Bank. And I think it's a shame that most of the people out this weekend saying, oh, there's going to be a run on the banks if the government doesn't bail out this bank. It's shameful because the only reason they were doing that is because they're in, they have interest or they're investors in Silicon Valley Bank. And I think it's very shameful for them to go out on all the TV shows and claim there will be some run on banks or the banking system will somehow fail if Silicon Valley Bank isn't bailed out by the feds, which is what they're asking for now. And apparently over the weekend, the Biden administration, to include Janet Yellen, uh, Treasury Secretary, said as much that they are going to bail out Silicon Valley Bank. Go figure. So let's let's talk about this a little bit. So Silicon Valley Bank, if you're not aware, is a bank that primarily worked with tech startups, right? So VC funds, VC type venture capital type ventures, right? So startups, fintech, you name it, that's who they worked with. Pretty much their whole portfolio of customers were were startup or tech companies. And I just find it ironic that liberals and Democrats were totally again. I mean, you guys were the Occupy Wall Street crowd. And if you don't believe me that, because you know, some of you say that some of my viewpoints are harsh. Well, explain to me how liberals and Democrats go from being Occupy Wall Street to, hey, let's bail out banks. Explain that to me. Well, I'll tell you why. Self-interest. So if you still believe it's not true, and it doesn't exist, just look how quickly they're willing to change their perspectives on things like corporate America and wars to supporting them. How does that happen if they're not looking out for the self-interest? And of course, we know that a lot of politicians in the government love tech companies because it's through the tech companies that they can censor everything the American people do. If not censor, at least track, 
everything the American people do. But let me let me just tell you. Okay, so SVB, we already said, you know, primarily um, tech companies, startups, a lot of venture capital stuff. That that was pretty much their bread and butter. I mean, that was all they focused on. Um, what happened? And so keep that in mind. That is their primary, a lot of Bitcoin stuff. That's their primary customer base, okay? So they also went out and bought a bunch of treasuries. Well, we all know if they're, if they're, they're buying treasuries at, you know, low interest rates, 1% or whatever, back when interest rates were low. And we all know, and if, well, maybe you don't know, but let me explain how interest rates and debt works. They, so the value of a bond, right, works inversely with its interest rate. So if an interest rate on a bond is low, it's because the face value of that bond is high. But if interest rates go up, the face value or what that bond is worth in the open market, like what you could sell it for, goes down, okay? So this bank, and a lot of banks do it, and this was some of the argument that some of these talking heads were making when they said there's going to be a run on banks. But this bank went out and bought a lot of debt, treasury debt, bonds, et cetera, at higher face values, but low interest rates because interest rates were low. Well, but then recently, if you guys noticed, interest rates went up and they went up drastically. So when that happens and you buy bonds that have a face value of X, but an interest rate of, interest rate of Y, and that Y is low, well, then you can sell that bond for, for higher because it's considered less risky, okay? But when interest rates go up, the face value of that bond goes down. And if you're holding a bunch of bonds, well, then you've lost value in your, port, in your bond portfolio. It's called interest rate risk. And that's what happened here with SVB. So you guys know interest rates started going up. So all those bonds they had on the balance sheet, um, which are you know liquid, they can sell it out in the market, whatever, but they became less valuable. So that's what happened. They, they had all these bonds on their balance sheet, okay? And then with all the issues that tech companies have been going through, and I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but they've been getting slaughtered. They've been having a difficult time um, making money. Their, their, their performance has not been great. You look at all the Bitcoin failures. You look at uh, some of the you know, prominent tech companies are, are not having you know, big, big years and months profit-wise. So you can imagine everyone underneath all the smaller tech companies and all that and the startups and the VC stuff, venture capital stuff, is not doing well. So what happened was is the uh, there was a big, it wasn't a run on the bank, but there were a lot of withdrawals because these tech companies, the startups, whatever, they needed cash. They, they, they're bleeding cash. So in order to infuse cash, they go to the bank and they pull out money. I mean, it's a pretty simple concept. You guys know how that works. And that's what was happening is these tech companies, and again, when, when you consolidate all your customers into one industry like SVB did, then if the industry as a whole is getting hammered 
you as a bank are going to get hammered. So their customers as a whole are bleeding cash due to lack of profits. So they're bleeding cash. They go to the bank, they get cash. So they started taking out a bunch of money. Well, in order to shore that up and make sure that, because the other thing you got to understand, guys, is banks, they take on your deposits and then they lend that out in loans, right? Or buy bonds or treasuries so that they can make money, right? So they, they take your money, they put it on deposit, and they'll either buy bonds or other investments and get an interest rate on your money, and then they pay you pretty much nothing, right? Or they lend it out in loans. That's how a bank makes money. So they take your money in, but if you start taking your money out, well, they've got to make sure that they actually have that money to give, right? So one of their safest reserves is if they bought any treasuries, which this bank did. The problem is when all their customers started taking out a bunch of money and interest rates had recently went up, their bond valuations were down. So they had to sell in order to keep up with withdrawal requests a bunch of bonds or treasuries at a loss, significant loss. And that's what happened. So the downward, downward spiral began late last Wednesday um, when the bank, so you know, a lot of people have been taking out money. They were selling bonds at a loss to cover the withdrawals. And they came out and said, hey, guys, we need to raise $2.25 billion to shore up our balance sheet. That, that needs to happen. Uh, that hysteria, uh, or <laughs> that notice caused a little bit of hysteria and created um, basically a run on SVB because they're like, whoa, wait a second. You, the bank needs to raise $2.25 billion to shore up the balance sheet. That's not a good sign, guys. That means the company's bleeding. So a bunch of other customers went and got their money out of the bank. So all told, after that announcement, $42 billion more of deposits, deposits were withdrawn sometime between Wednesday and Thursday of last week. And it was at that point that California regulators stepped in and took over the bank. So this wasn't that, you know, the banking system for America was failing. This bank failed. And because this bank failed, it should go out of business. And I find it funny and ironic that the government, the Biden administration, is now into bailing out banks. It's because they've always been into bailing out banks. They just took the contrary point of view back when it was Bush doing it or Obama or whatever. And the Republicans, when Bush was in office, was like, yeah, let's bail out banks. But now they got to bail out another bank with all their, you know, darlings of uh, industry in the tech industry because they got to work hand in hand in order to track and censor you. But it's just funny now that they're okay bailing out banks. Guys, think about that. For all you classical liberals and Democrats out there that have always been opposed to bailing out banks. Why are you now okay doing it? It's because you're 
because your party told you to. <laughs> See what I'm saying? And I don't think the government should bail them out. I think they should let them fail. In doing so, it might knock over a couple other banks, but it's not going to create a banking catastrophe. That's the narrative. That's what they want you to believe. But guys, the reality is, is this bank consolidated its customer base into one industry. And when that industry started getting hammered and bleeding cash and had to go withdraw cash, and the bank didn't do a good job of investing its customers' money, it will fail. And it did fail. That's what's supposed to happen when you run a bank poorly. I mean, that's that's the efficiency of the market. And that's capitalism. If you screw up and you don't do things right, yeah, you fail. And yes, people are negatively affected by that. But that's why customers have a responsibility to understand their bank. You know, how many other industries are represented as deposits here at this bank? That's a question everybody should have been asking. But instead, all these little tech bubble, you know, they got in their little own echo chamber and some of the smartest people in the world did stupid shit. And this bank failed because of it. That's capitalism. That's how it works. Bailing them out is crony capitalism. And that's not how it should work. And I'm all for capitalism. I'm a capitalist through and through. I am not for crony capitalism. Because that's not capitalism. So I think they should fail, and I don't think they should bail them out. Yeah, we just sent 70, 80 more billion to Ukraine or whatever it was, 30 billion. I think it's what's actually been released from the Janet Yellen trip. Probably should have held on to that money if we were going to start bailing banks out back here to the tune of, you know, 50, 60, 100 billion dollars. Probably should have uh probably should have held on to some of that money. I don't think we should bail out this bank, guys. I think it's wrong. I think should we, we should oppose it. If the bank couldn't manage itself and, and handle its, its money wisely and its customers' money wisely, it should fail. Um, and the account, the FDIC, so anybody, any individual that had their money in uh, the bank, it's going to be fine if, if they didn't have more than $250,000 in their bank account. 80% of the deposits in that bank were corporations, Tech companies, tech companies. So yeah, 100% of their accounts, and they had account balances larger than 250000 That's on them. So let them fail. They should fail. That's capitalism. You don't do the right things, you fail. It's just that simple. We shouldn't be bailing them out. But I bring it up because it's big Big news right now. You're going to be seeing it. Just don't buy the narrative that if this bank isn't bailed out, it's going to create some widespread run on banks or banking failure. It's not large enough. I mean, it's a big bank. Don't get me wrong, but it's not large enough to take down the whole system. And people saying that are just lying to you so that the government will step in, bail them out, and they don't lose millions and billions of dollars. That's the 1%, guys. That's the reality. That's the reality. That's how the sausage is made. These people see reality, and the reality is, hey, hey, my friend there in Congress, if you don't bail us out, hey, Joe Biden, hey, Janet Yellen, hey, all you people, you don't bail me out, I can't help you out. I go down, you go down financially. 
I had a lot of money over in this bank. I donated a lot of money. I've helped out a lot. I go down, you go down. Oh, no, no, we can't have that. Let's bail them out. That's how it works. That's the reality of things. The bigger you get, the more important you are to the people that need your money to stay in power. So, of course, you're going to get a bailout. That's reality. That's the reality. It's, if you look at the American banking system as a whole, guys, a $120 billion bank failure is not going to collapse the trillion trillions of dollar system. Think about it. It's a fraction of the total United States banking system. A small, small fraction. But of course, the narrative is going to be the one you're going to see in here endlessly is, oh, if we don't bail them out, everything's going to collapse. And it's simply not true. Because the reality is they need to give you a narrative when really it's simple. They just don't want to lose their money. It's that simple. And they have enough of it to sway the people who spend your tax dollars to give your hard-earned earned money to them. That's how it works, because that's reality. I live in reality. That's why I'm quickly joining the 1%. Actually, I think I'm already there. I'm not 100%. I have to check on that. But, but that's why, because I see reality. I see the world for what it is. Now, I refuse to do it at the expense of others. And trust me, there's a lot of people out there that have made it into the 1% that have not taken advantage of anybody. They just see reality and make things happen. And I, and I refuse. I believe we can have a wealthy country without taking advantage of people. But trust me when I say the higher up you go on that ladder, and I'm not there. I'm not in the half of 1%. I'm not in the 100 millionaire, billionaire range. Not even close. Um, and when you get up there, yeah, that's, that's the sausage gets made there. So I just wanted you guys to know, I wanted you to be able to see past the talking points. Um, and then I won't spend too much time on it. I'm actually still looking, um, but uh, through the bill, but I don't know if you guys noticed, but the Democrats and Republicans unanimously passed this bill to uh, declassify the, the COVID origin. And that is weird. It almost never happens. I'm not, I'm not sure how it happened. Now, they did attach a couple resolutions, uh, extra resolutions to the bill and debated them. And I'm, I'm going through them. But so far, it looks like one was, I mean, they didn't look like bad. One had something to do with um, how uh, the EPA can designate waterways uh, or define waterways in America, which is weird. And I haven't dialed into that one. The other one was like, you know, the government can't censor through social media. They attach that to it. And there was one other resolution that they attached to the Senate bill asking to de the NSA to declassify um, the COVID origin. So basically the bill is saying, hey, NSA, we want all the information you have in your apparatus on the origin of COVID, which is good. I think that it's a good thing. The thing that's pretzel in my brain is why it was almost unanimously, and it is essentially unanimous. I think there were seven non-votes in the bill, but it passed unanimously. 
all Republicans in the House, all Democrats in the House, all Republicans and Democrats in the Senate agreed on this. Doesn't make sense. Something's a little off there. And I don't know what it is, and I want to read through the bill to see if maybe they... My initial inkling was, ah, oh, they, they, they put a get-out-of-jail-free card in this, you know, legislation somewhere for them, right? To, to have no skin in the game for pushing false narratives. Um, but that's not it, because I've, I've looked over the bill. There's no get-out-of-jail-free card. Um, some of the resolutions I've looked through already, no get-out-of-jail-free card. But it's, so it's just interesting that they all came together in a bipartisan moment to do this. Um, I know many of you out there are probably thinking, well, see, Justin, they, they're genuine sometimes, and they can get together. Yeah, okay. You keep believing that, and you'll keep being misled. And I'm going to keep asking questions and digging to figure out, because, you know, if it, guys, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And I want to get to the bottom, the truth, the facts. And when the pattern changes with these people, it's for a reason. Um, and I want to figure that out. So I don't know just yet, um, but I'm going to work to figure it out. So um, I'll bring you more on that tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow I might have an interview show posting. I'm not 100% sure, but I'll keep digging on this bill. And, and, and hey, if it's genuine, I'll be the first person to come back and say, Hey, it's genuine, guys. They were just literally having a bipartisan moment. I don't think that's the case. So I'm going to keep digging on that and uh, try to get to the bottom of that. Uh, but anyway, guys, I got to go. I got to get to work. I appreciate you being here. Don't, don't forget, share the show. Share the show directly, as I am currently being a little banned here on the search functions on Spotify and Apple. So it would mean the world to me if you guys could share the show. Uh, I will be back here again tomorrow morning, and I cannot wait until then. But until then, guys, have a great American day and take care.